So this is business storytelling. Where do I start? Part two. <laughs> and um, it's probably worth just touching on why we wanted to do this pair of podcasts in the first place, which I think for me comes from, and we talk about this in the first podcast, the fact that the idea of using story in business is out there and it's ubiquitous and it has been for a few years. The idea that people should be using stories, should be telling stories, that every presentation, pitch or time you stand up in front of another group of people, a story should come out of your mouth. Um, And so we unpicked a little bit in the first part that uh, it can become very transactional. And it can, I think, if you're not careful, people can feel like story is being done to them, that it's something that they will expect to come out of somebody's mouth. And and it can have the opposite effect to what we think a story can do, authentically connect you with somebody else, that it can lose its authenticity and become a technique that's being used on you. So I think in the in part one, we just started to unpick that idea that storytelling in the business context is not just about using it as a tool of communication, which, if used well, um, can be incredibly in, uh, effective in creating instant connection with people and um, humanizing whoever is speaking. So we started to discuss about how the exploration of story as an individual, of your story as an individual, can be a wonderful process of um, discovery uh, that by exploring and excavating your own experience, you get to reflect on it, to learn from it, to grow from it, whether or not you end up telling the story of that experience or not. So the process of excavation, as I called it, or as we call it, um, can be fantastically beneficial. It was uh, quite good because we recorded it, I, I don't know how long ago, a few weeks ago. So it was quite good to come back and listen to it now and to where the conversation went. Um, and when we work in any organisation, we always start with this question, why story? And when I listened to part one, it felt like really it was actually unpacked the idea of, well, why tell a story and what is a story and what can you use a story for and what can it mean for you personally, um, internally, as well as as a communication tool. So for me, it felt like that was part one, really, like why why story in, in the broadest sense. Um, and I mm. think, you know, we promised at the end of part one that in part two, we'd come back to um, very pragmatically looking at when you are using your story to purpose or if you want to tell a story to purpose to do a particular thing, there are certain routes that you can go down which will, you know, which will be fruitful if you make a decision about, okay, I'm going to tell an origin story as we describe an origin story or I'm going to tell a story of a milestone along the way in, in, in my business story. Um, 
So in this conversation, we're going to go into what is an origin story? What do we even mean by that? What is a milestone story? And what's an impact story? And how you can excavate those different kinds of stories. So you've touched on three, three types of story there. And I'm going to throw another one into the mix because we touched on it in part one too. And that's the future story, which is a kind of vision story. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think people understand what setting a vision is. Um, and what it can look like. And I think what we, can, what we can add to that is that there's great benefit in telling it as a story rather than just as, a, uh, as an idea. So there's four types of story, origin, milestone, impact, and future. And we've called this business, business storytelling, where do I start? Here's some places to start. So an origin story, um, not surprisingly, is a story that is about your origins in, in the broadest of senses. So if you were thinking about an origin story, it might be, um, well, what's been your career story to date? Or it may go back even further. It may go back into your family heritage or where you come from or something that you have always had a passion about. But it's something that's um, really about, it's about you and it's about therefore what you bring to your business today. But it's about going going back into the origins. Or if you're an entrepreneur, um, it's about, well, where did the idea come from for the enterprise that you have or the thing that you're doing? Where was the inspiration? Where was the idea? So immediately, as you say that, um, it opens up for me how deep that might go because you are asking yourself really, why do I do what I am doing now? And there can be many, many um, answers to that. And if you look back at the journey of your experience from birth until now, through the lens of that question, why do I do what I'm doing now? How did I get to do the thing that I'm doing now? There will be lots of answers. There'll be lots of gateways that led to the next gateway that led to the thing. What's fascinating I think in any of that personal exploration is uh, that it can really uncover for yourself some of your drivers and what's important to you the values that that you hold without even consciously knowing that you hold those values if I think of why do I do what I'm doing now yes I can think of events in my life that have led to other events that have led to this moment but embedded in all those events, or and embedded in all those events, um, are, are, are kind of clues to what's important to me. Clues to the things that I value, that I'm passionate about, um, that motivate and inspire me. So I think this is where the exploration of story can, can really go inwards um, and help one start to understand a little bit more about oneself. Yeah, I'm. It, it's it's reminding me of uh, an event that we went to at the Design Council, where Sarah Weir, who's the director at the Design mm, Council, mm. and she had quite newly been appointed, and I think this was one of her, you know, first opportunities to introduce herself. Mm. 
as the director of the Design Council. And what she chose to do was to tell, well, she kind of told a collection of origin mm. stories and she told us her whole career path, her whole career journey, whether it was uh, through working at the Arts Council or whether it was uh, being director of the team that brought the 2012 Olympics. And in each story, there was an element of design and how design was a really important part of, of that journey. Um, and what was, I'm just going to jump in. I think what was really skilled about what Sarah did so instinctively and we did have to rush up and congratulate her afterwards about how she'd done this, was um, tell those stories. It was, it was as if she'd looked back over her career, moments in her career, through the lens of design. Because at those moments in time, she wasn't thinking about the design elements, but stepping into this role at the Design Council in London, she chose to uh, look at them through the lens of design and how design, realising, noticing, acknowledging how design had shifted and evolved over the course of her career. Yeah, I mean, and it's her skill as a storyteller that makes it that I remember the story, which of course is what a story can do. A story mm. can be really memorable because it gives you an image. And the image that I have is her talking about them putting a chair in the place where the starting line was going to be in the uh, in the running track. Or was it the finishing line? Or was it line the finishing line? Yes. Or was it both? I don't know. But I have an image of a chair being placed because it was really important to be looking at the light, where the light was at, you know... At, before at this, there was a stadium. Before there was a stadium yes. there. So it was about when you are... You know, so her story was about when you're designing something, you you have to tell the story and to, you know, come back to your, your thing about telling a future story. But you have to think about how is this going mm. to be used in the future? So it, it was a really lovely story and created images and pictures. And I and I remember it. And for me, it is a great example of an origin story, because what we got was, oh, this is where you come from in your career and this is what therefore you're going to be bringing to the design council in a in a really vivid and very yeah. human way yes absolutely so so that's a really good example of as you said sarah weir from the design council choosing these um these origin moments uh, on her journey um the other thing you talked about was being an entrepreneur or an innovator or uh, an inventor um, the light bulb moment, really. The mm. moment when you woke up in the middle of the night and thought, why don't we make this? And um, those are fantastically useful moments to bring to life as well for somebody else because we, we really get where an idea has come from. We, um, we, will, we will get that, uh, that moment of inspiration, which um, is exciting in itself, but it just it will tap into um, what are the different things that have fed into that moment. Yeah, yeah. So stories are made of moments. And I think as you've touched on Sarah Weir's story and you know that I gave that image of waking up in the middle of the night, this is what we're looking for in all our stories. We're, we're not... Um, we're not seeking for the grand overarching um, journey of something. We're looking for the specific 
moment to bring to life because that's what makes stories really vivid for us. I, th I think one thing that I want to say is that um, I know that sometimes when I'm working with people on their story, they sometimes it can feel hard to find the origin story or to feel like, oh, but my origin story is not very interesting mm. or I just fell into doing this. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how come I'm doing this, actually. And I don't have a neat story that kind of fits with what I'm doing right now. Oh, and, um, and all I can say is that sometimes it's worth just exploring and excavating your story and telling your story because you will find what the connection is. There have been many times when people have said, I don't have an interesting story about this. And then they tell me some stories and I'm able to reflect to them, well, can you hear that in that story... You know, there I can hear that there's the value of, um, mm. I don't know, resilience or, mm. you know, that's you overcoming something really difficult, which is absolutely pertinent to what it is you are doing today. Mm. So sometimes you don't know what treasure you have in your own stories until you begin to excavate them and tell them because... Mm. You know, nothing happens by accident. The, the life journeys that we're on actually... They're our narrative and we are creating them, whether we notice that we are or not. And sometimes when you tell you, or very, not more than sometimes, very often when you tell your stories, you get to hear, wow, this is, this is the story that I'm creating. And yeah. actually, I do have an amazing origin story. We don't know the treasure that's in our stories yeah. because it's just what happened to us. Yeah. And so that's one thing that exploring your story allows is for you to step back from your experience for a moment and look at it with a degree of objectivity um, telling it as a story and that it can enable you to find the treasure or to have it reflected back to you from somebody that's listening to you and it made me also you know, think or reminded me of, of something we often say which is let your subconscious do the work we can seek for those moments, but what popped into your head? What popped into your head when we said, what's an origin story of what you're doing now? Why do you do what you do? What are those moments that just drop in? You think, really, that moment when that teacher said that to me at school or the moment when I turned down this job and went in this direction or I didn't get that opportunity? You know, what, what does your subconscious throw up? We very often ask the question, tell the story of a significant moment in your journey to, you know, today or in your journey to doing what it is you're doing today. And uh, we ask the question like that because you get to define what's significant. And so, again, sometimes people will say, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't know why this is significant, but this is the story that came into my mind. And I think that's what you mean about let your subconscious do the work. Mm. Because if you ask yourself that question, what's been a significant moment for you? And you might get an image of sitting with your grandmother, peeling apples and rolling out pastry to make an apple pie. Well, why, why is that the significant moment? And it's like, well, I don't know. Tell the story and let's listen to what we think is in that story because actually mm. it may be um it may be very relevant and pertinent to what it is you're doing today you know trust mm. trust the story that comes up and and see what happens 
Great. So origin stories. And of course, we're talking uh, more generally now about story exploration and where you find your stories and how they emerge and, uh, and that side of it. Um, milestone stories might be um, another way to explore your material, your experience. And, and in a sense, the way you described um, what Sarah Weir talked about, they were milestone moments as well but it could be all sorts of things it could be um you know moments of decision challenge change on your journey um it might be a moment of failure it might be a moment where something goes absolutely disastrously wrong and you have to change direction completely or you feel like giving up or you give up and you do something different Mm. and i think in part one i touched on something which i just personally do for myself at the end of a a year just have a little reflect back at what I remember from the year as milestone moments I don't necessarily name them as that but if I think back over the last year what are the significant moments of change of challenge of success of failure and they can all be explored as stories that might reveal something a story of failure can often be fantastically revelatory in terms of how you dealt with it and what you learned from it and and what it was like what that feeling was like I mean let's face it we have all faced failures in our lives it's one of the most human things Um, and to speak it and to speak the vulnerability around failure can be a very powerful leadership thing to do in business actually Mm -hmm. so this question um the significant moments Mm. if you set it as an exercise to answer that question and just jot down what are the moments that come to mind and Mm. some of them you might be able to describe as origin stories and some will be milestones along the way um and if you allowed yourself to just jot down 10 ideas really quickly and not over think it because we can always go back and open up the story and look at what the details of the story are and have a go at telling the story so that you really get to understand oh I thought that that was a you know a simple job about how come I applied for this job and I got this job and you know whatever the story might be but then actually when you tell it um it's very often that we find that there are more layers in the story than we know are there, which is why it's really important to have a listener as well. Um, And sometimes that listener can be you, by the way, because one can record, you can record your own story and then Mm. listen back to it Mm. and you will hear something different in it than when you are telling it. Um, But you can try out different stories. You've um, identified another really useful technique there in story exploration, which is to just jot down story titles um, or story notes. But they don't even need to be fully fledged notes. They can just be the title, the moment when this happened, you know, the um, uh, not getting that job. Or getting that job, getting that job, or the having moment. that conversation—the conversation I had in the lift with this person—that um, will be enough to remind you of what the moment is. And it's great to just get a series of these down rather than 
getting lost in the exploration of one story and the need to get it right and, you know, fully excavate it and tell it and make it perfect. It's much, um, much more encouraging, I think, to grab these titles, mm. these ideas as they come up. Oh, yeah, there was that that happened. Just jot it down like a little bullet point. And when you've got 10, which one, which one are you drawn to to explore further and start to tell? So a milestone story is going to be um, uh, a standout moment for you, mm. something mm. that feels positive or something that at the time maybe felt negative, but actually it's all part of the journey that you've, that you've been on um, creatively, entrepreneurially, you know, in, in, in many different ways. So that's your milestone story. Great. So origin, milestone, impact stories. Now, Stories um, are a fantastic uh, medium for showing before and after. Um, if you juxtapose two moments uh, that are chronologically placed, you're, you're, you're doing a before and after. And often when we're working with organisations where they want to communicate the impact of their work, a really powerful way to do it and allow the listener of the story to work it out is to juxtapose one moment and then another moment which um, shows a, a change and that a change which is the result of whatever the work this organization does now why why i'm saying um that it's great to, to hand that over to the listener is because that's something that stories do really well. Um, that's where the engagement of a listener comes from. It comes from allowing them to do some of the work, allowing them to work out what's going on. If you think of any drama that we're brought into, whether it's a, a piece of telly or um, a piece of theatre or a book we read or a story we hear, uh, one of the things that's enjoyable is about our engagement in trying to work out what's happening and what's going to happen. It's engaging our curiosity, not telling us everything because then that's less interesting than us going, oh, I think this is going to happen. And he's, I know what he's doing. That kind of engagement psychologically with what we see in front of us. So stories work in exactly the same way that it can be much more exciting and engaging as a listener to be shown two things and invited to join the dots. I absolutely agree. And I think that what a story can do really effectively is to cut through the jargon that it can be really mm. tempting to fall into. If mm. somebody says, oh, what do you do? that because it's the thing that you do every day, and then typically there might be some language, some jargon around the business that you're engaged in, because it might be highly technical, um, that that the, the default might be to just trot out that jargon, mm. which actually doesn't really convey to anyone what what you do and what the impact is of what you do, but a story can really bring that to life because it cuts through the jargon. You know, taking your your before and after snapshot in a story, you can show me how something is and then you can describe your intervention and then you can show me the after. After the intervention, this is what the situation looks like and suddenly it's transformed from being a piece of jargon to, 
oh, I get it. I, I, I see it. I get to feel what the impact of that is. Well, impact, even in itself, is a bit of jargon. You know, in organisations, impact evaluation. You hear that impact evaluation. How do we um, quantify the value of what we do, the impact of what we do? Impact evaluation. And actually, it's interesting, you said um, a snapshot of before, a description of what we do, a snapshot after. What about if you take out the description, a snapshot of before our intervention and a snapshot afterwards? Now let's now let me tell you how we work. Yeah. And uh, I think that show don't tell is is again one of the powerful things at the core of the way we think of stories. Show don't tell. It's what stories do. They show. They don't tell. Tell is all the description. Is all the PowerPoint slides. The story is the show bit. The bit where our empathy is engaged where we are allowed to immerse ourselves in, in some experience, whether it's yours or somebody else's. So I think show, don't tell is, is, a, is a kind of um, key idea through all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm thinking of occasions where people have said, oh, I, I, I don't know what impact stories I've had. So if you're kind of feeling, oh, I, I, I don't know what impact stories that I have then it's possible to get to the impact story by going back to conversations that you might have had with clients. Because, you know, typically if you do a piece of work for someone or you create a project or whatever it might be, then you will have a conversation with your client who will tell you how it was for them. And in a way, that's kind of the seed of your impact story. So go back into those conversations. Um, and in going back into those conversations, you get to put yourself into your client's shoes so that you get to experience what your impact has been, mm. which helps you to, to tell that story. Mm. Great, great. So the last type of story we talked about was future stories. And I think just very simply, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that idea of show, don't tell. Um, because a future story is obviously not, um, it's not about you excavating and uh, exploring your own experience. It hasn't happened yet. And our, our invitation to people here is to, to use stories uh, that are, to create stories that are as concrete as any story from something that has happened in your experience when setting a vision. Because when setting a vision, it's very easy to talk in very general terms about turnover and the type of clients and the, how your product will have evolved. And um, you, it can stay in a very uh, kind of high-level abstract space. And actually, what can be very powerful when setting a vision for the future can be if you make it very concrete and 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 away from the abstract so you you literally show us your company your team your experience in 5 years time in 10 years time put us into a moment in time that is in the future and show us it 
You are sitting in a room that looks like this, talking to this person about this, so that we get um, an experience to step into just like we would if you were taking us back in time. The benefit of that is it can feel very tangible then for both the listener and for yourself. And the more tangible you can make the future, the easier it is for you to manifest it, I think, and make it happen. I mean, really, it's like translating your impact story, your before and after, but engaging your imagination, your determination, after. your commitment to the change that you want to make in the world, the yes. thing that you want to do in the world. So tell a story that shows us now and then takes us into the future mm. and shows us the impact that you intend to make or the thing that you know that your, your enterprise or your product can do. Show it to us. In, so don't in, tell us about the change you want to make in the world. Show us what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Great. So those are the four categories. Have fun with those. Thank you.